0: This is the Video Jumpyard Podcast. Here, here.
1: A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. It's It's lion It's, a lion. it's a lion. The dead whose haunted
2: souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And
0: I'm all out of bubblegum. Well, hello. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-eight with the strength of twenty demons. It's time.
1: And welcome back to another episode of the Video Air Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson, with me as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Erica Branson and Ryan Steiskel. Guys, how's it going?
2: It's going good. Depending on when this airs and given current political situations or global situations, I'm going to be optimistic and say,
1: good? It's certainly a thing.
0: There is things. (laughs) Things happen.
2: Things are happening. Or things could
0: happen. Right. covering yeah. our bases. So it's our... I don't want to get too topical. That's our... That's your horoscope for today. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't yep. want to get too... I don't want to get too topical
1: because we really don't know what's going to happen. And I think we're all hoping for the best. But from what I... Right. What it sounds
0: like, the new Batman's really good. Yeah. So, I know. That's
2: what we're... <laughs> yeah. Yep.
0: I'm, yeah. I'm hoping... Well, what that... were you guys talking about? Because that's what I figured it was talking. we were talking about, but...
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Batman. But we won't yeah, know because we're still oh, ahead of the date over. now. So. Wait. I'm... <laughs> But what year is this? Um, <laughs> yeah, actually, I've actually started reading some of the early reviews of the, the new Matt Reeves uh, film, The Batman, and it's it's getting yeah. incredibly good reviews. So we're, that comes we're out 40, in a few days. Four so. days
0: out from its release date, and I think it's got a 91% right now wow. with 120 reviews, and I just read about this before we got on the air. I haven't really been following. I just saw an article, but... No. Yeah, definitely looks cool. You like guys been positive uh, watching, being... watching anything cool lately? Um... I'm still kind of stuck in a rut on getting through like the stuff I've been watching. Not that I'm not enjoying it, but like, yeah, not. I haven't started anything new. I think the same things we've been talking about. I don't know if I said it on air, but if if not, I'll say it again. We're uh, watching the third season of Star Trek Enterprise, which is not a popular show even among Trekkies, and I feel like it's taken a dramatic turn towards being much better than it was. The first two seasons were quite a slog. I don't know if you guys have seen that show at all, but I have. Um, Yeah, so working on that one still, and then um, I am watching uh, Samurai Champloo, which is uh, yeah. yeah. So working on, um, I think I'm gonna have to find another source for finishing it because Hulu is about to kick it out, and I think I have five or six episodes left, but of the first season. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Mm. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Oh, we're watching Schitt's Creek too. Finally, I'm like oh. the last people in the world to see that, but we're uh, just getting into season middle. We're almost middle of season two. It goes by pretty quick.
1: It, it, yeah. yeah, episodes are great, so. kind of bite sized, yeah. fun. Yep. Yeah, we yeah. really enjoyed that one. I don't think I finished. I think I still have like a few episodes or a season or something to finish. But yeah, sometimes you just kind of get stuck in a rut and you get off of things. And yeah, it's we, we just it's started. I, um, uh again a little late to the game on it but we just started the the series yellowstone
0: oh i've yeah. heard good things about that yes it's,
1: it's it's like sopranos with horses and better scenery it's, <laughs> it's <you> know <laughs> like corrupt ranching and stuff like that but it's a really good if you like those kind of shows it's really really good yeah so that's been kind of fun
2: yeah i actually it's funny enough I, i'm just been rewatching next generation star trek next generation no nice. uh yeah. so you bring up enterprise and it's like yep um have seen enterprise i actually really liked enterprise when i first saw it like years yeah. back which it, when it was playing on the sci-fi channel i'm like yeah, hey, i really enjoyed this like i like the premise is it perfect i don't know i don't invest that much i don't like <laughs> right. i don't care that much
0: i um, i like it a whole lot more than most trek fans do yeah so when you i, sit- I think it's fine it just yeah like i'm willing to rewatch
2: that actually i would like to watch it now that i've watched more star trek um other than that with other sci-fi i i brought this up to you guys privately but on hbo uh you know fi- a few weeks ago finished the second season of um before which is like oh right yeah uh, it's a oh fuck I, I i'm not gonna look it up to see what kind of country it's from so but anyways it's good but the second season, I will say, it it's definitely gone some interesting, bold, creative decisions. And like, huh. <laughs> but uh, I suggest it to anybody who likes, uh, you know, uh, Netherland cop dramas dealing with uh, people from various
0: time just popping up occasionally. And like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah, good. Yeah, it's like European time travel cop show. Is that kind of what
2: kind of like but they're like uh immigrants time immigrants they just they show up like they don't all they don't choose to let this happen it just happens Mm, okay uh and it's throughout the world um but there's like you know season two they're starting to like dive into the conspiracy of like why is this happening and hinting down some things and it's it's interesting yeah i'm not that is... i'm not not entertained i will say that much but if you're going to watch it don't do it do it with subtitles because i have tried doing it without the subtitles and it's the uh, it's, it, it, i okay i recognize when they're using voice actors from anime i've realized because <laughs> yeah. i watch dubbed anime but yeah. uh they use the same voice actors from certain dubbed animes on this live action thing and i'm like oh, i can't yeah. i can't i can't not separate <laughs> this is too weird <laughs> i rather read uh and you know it, i i get it it's one of those subs versus dub things and um i don't really some things work better than others i'm just gonna say that there don't choose a side don't be one of those people but anyways we're right, talking definitely. about sci-fi <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, tonight we're
1: going to be continuing our two-part series on um, Ghostbuster-like movies, uh, or movies that kind of tried to do the Ghostbusters thing all over again. uh, We're we're going to
2: reframe it as, does it Ghostbuster?
1: Does it Ghostbust? I feel like this one's a strong contender.
2: Yeah, (laughs) I mean, last
1: week we looked at um, Men in Black. And this week we're actually going a little bit closer to home with our kind of comparable source material. This is a film by Ivan Reitman himself, uh, the guy who directed Ghostbusters, and recently just passed away. Uh, Tonight we're going to be talking about the 2001 American comic science fiction film Evolution.
0: This summer, they're coming...
2: Awesome!
0: ...to wipe that silly smile off your planet. Big Ones. Ideas. Little ones. Snag one.
1: Snag one? Yeah, snag one and put them in the bucket. i seen this movie. The black dude dies
0: first. You snag it. Nasty ones. Woo! <laughs> Get this thing out
1: of You're gonna
0: me. be okay, Harry. We might have to amputate. Whoa, duck! Don't take the it leg! Sitting for a crotch. Dang it, Pat! Is there some sort of alien attack happening here? And this kind of thing, the government usually gets involved no, no, in. So no, shouldn't we no. tell them? Absolutely not. I know those people. David Duchovny, Orlando Jones, Sean William Scott, and Julianne Moore. Play that, play! It was so hot. From Ivan Reichman, the director of Ghostbusters, Evolution. What's the unholy crimson hell is that? That's like a big loogie.
1: Uh, so, I guess, yeah, uh, directed by Evan Reitman. Uh, this one stars David Duchovny, Orlando Jones, Sean William Scott, Julianne Moore, and Ted Levine. Um, a brief synopsis uh, follows the story of college, community college professor Ira Kane, played by Duchovny and geology professor Harry Block Jones, who investigate a meteorite crash in Arizona. They discover that the meteorite harbors extraterrestrial life forms, which are evolving very quickly into large, diverse, and outlandish creatures. Um, right off the bat yeah this it, it's this feels so much like it's a a, a script rehash of ghostbusters
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it totally is <laughs> well and if... it, when ivan reitman was developing the script with uh don jacoby who wrote originally wrote this as a serious science fiction horror film yeah he had he had it uh envisioned it as like a kind of predecessor or not predecessor uh, kind of a Kind of like the thing. I was gonna on, say the uh, thing. Yeah. What is it? It says on Wikipedia, uh, uh the thing meets the Andromeda strain. Mm-hmm. And in envisioning, he wanted to kind of shop it to John Carpenter and be more of a horror film. Um but yeah, when Ivan Reitman was kind of like working with him to kind of retool it into a comedy, uh he said they were they were trying to make a modern day successor to Ghostbusters. So it's very intentional in this case. Mm-hmm. So, so it's but, the yeah.
2: thing meets Ghostbusters, which is a very yeah. interesting pairing. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, and I'll be honest, I never, I never really thought of it that way. Um, Neither did what's, I. What's, what's your guy's uh, history with this one, Ryan? Start with you.
2: Oh, so um, this one actually started because this had an animated uh, Saturday morning cartoon spinoff series, uh, or, or, or more so a continuation um, that I actually saw first as a kid. So uh, let's see, this came out in two thousand one. I think the cartoon came out probably like a few months after. So within that same time period. Fucking love the premise of it, and then like I think like a year or so later got this on VHS, and 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 I don't know, I watched this so many fucking times, uh, you know, in my preteens and teens. Like I would occasionally just throw it onto the VCR, and then just do whatever else as movies did. Uh, so this this movie is actually really up there for me, and I'm very excited to review it. Uh, so that's it for me. I, I what about you guys?
0: Um. I didn't see this one in theaters, but I saw it pretty quickly after it came out on video. I was working at the video store in the small town I grew up in, and it was like one of the big new releases even. And I think it was, this one had a little bit more success on video than it did. I think it was in and out of theaters pretty quickly. Unfortunately, it was a bit of a flop. I'm not sure I'm correct on that, but I know it's uh was not a huge critical success, and uh, I think it became a little bit more of a... I don't know if I'd call it a sleeper hit, but it certainly was a, um, more, a little more appreciated that on video. But, um, I think it was recommended to me by friends could have even been you, Joe. I don't know, but I watched it, um, at probably at work <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit to the point where I carried it around. It was one of those I carried around for a little while to like friends and showed like, Hey, check this movie out. It's funny and you know, cool. And it's got good monster effects and at least for the time and, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it um, probably saw it a few times and then kind of forgot it it's one of those I kind of like we talk about it all the time I watched it a bunch of times and then after a certain point forgot it existed and when you brought it up I was like oh Evolution that's a, that's a good flick I haven't seen that in a long time and I'd like to you know see if it holds up yep
1: yeah, similar experience I think this is one um, 2001 I think it came out when I was in college I didn't see it in theaters but I remember like seeing ads and posters for it, um, but saw it shortly after it came out on video, and, and I thought it was, yeah, quite clever and witty, and uh, definitely has some some good laugh moments. I'm sure we're going to talk about soon. and The effects are pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I was also same thing, eager eager to revisit this one because, like I've like I've mentioned many times on the show too, you know, it, there's films that I've seen a dozen times before, but when I rewatch them specifically for this, you just kind of seem a little different.
2: So, well, this this yeah. one's interesting because it's like you were in college when this came out you were studying geology
1: oh mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and, and yeah, not only that, and i was studying things like evolution and right because like, you know, paleontology kind of yeah. stuff too oh yeah this was like it, it's funny i don't want to say like this had like an impact on like a desired career goal or anything like that but i'll admit that when i was a little kid i love ghostbusters so much i was like what do you want to be when you grow up i was like well i want to be a scientist like I did yeah. because that's what Peter Venkman is, you know. Later you grow up, you're like Peter Venkman was a terrible scientist. <laughs> oh <my laughs> God, <yeah. laughs> like everything the dean says to him in the beginning is totally accurate. <laughs> yeah, but um, and so like kind of seeing that rehashed here, where it's like David Duchovny is kind of the the washed up professor, and you know, his and and uh, Orlando Jones is kind of a you know he's a perv. Um, they kind of split you know, those, those were in half. those were tropes like, that we were. Yeah. Yeah. commonly saw so it was something like it was familiar from other types of media um, but you know you, you've also got like this is almost in a way to I, I didn't consider this before I like how you described that as like you know the thing meets Ghostbusters um, mm-hmm. yeah that's really quite accurate it's also kind of reminds me of, like if Ghostbusters were done by the cast of Mad TV
2: because the cast <laughs> of Mad TV is like in here like not, not, <laughs> not many but anyone? a couple yeah. a couple yeah. right away they even have Kyle Gass from fucking Tenacious D he plays Officer Drake yeah. he shows up yep. yeah so Kyle
0: Gass shows up in like little bit parts in like tons of movies in the early like 2000s like he's all over the place but Chris, Chris Wilde is in this too in like a yeah. Lincoln it cameo and there's a bunch of fun little cameos in the, this movie John yeah. John Cho was in this mm-hmm. John yep, Cho? Yep.
2: He's not even in it. You just see him walk in the background of, as one of the students for a
0: brief second. and You're like, "That's John Cho." Yeah, I, I th- actually only knew he was in it after I read the Wikipedia page. But he, yeah, apparently he is. So. I saw
2: it w- when I watched it this morning. I saw him background going, "Huh." Uh, mm-hmm. But Sarah Silverman, who actually has a role for a brief bit, I forgot entirely that she was in this.
0: Yeah, I did too. And probably at the time when I saw this, I might not have known Same. who she was. So. Yeah yeah
1: one of, one of the things that always struck me about this movie about the way the plot unfolds yeah um, where so you know to, to kind of you know recap this meteorite hits and these two college professors go to check it out yeah. and community college professor community college professors yeah. go to check it out which is cool <laughs> like and then they you find out like later that all of a sudden there's this big military like we're taking control because they realize something's going on with it but before you learn all that, after they've just discovered and they realize the, the importance of their discovery, there's a line where Orlando Jones says, like, maybe we should, you know, contact the government, and David Duchovny real quickly turns and goes, No, 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 no. No, I've worked with those guys before. You don't you don't want to bring them in. I when I first saw this thought was that was just a clever throwaway reference to the X Files mm-hmm. and thought, My God, that's brilliant. And then it ended up actually being, no, there's a whole side backstory. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it works. It's fine. But I've was always i always been a little disappointed. Like, I still think that would work better as just, like, a, a, a nod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rather than... But, but they do some fun stuff with the... Um, well, it's fun with the whole thing about, like, his history in the military, where he was a, a biochemist for the military creating vaccines. Um, yeah. But at the same time, like, they can't make up their mind if they want that to be funny or not.
0: Yeah. Cause it's right. got, there's some moments like, and that that's going to be one of the faults I find in, in this movie um, is that, yeah, it, at times it can't figure out whether it wants a scene to be funny or something or take it seriously when it goes all the way for one or the other. It's, it's more effective than when it can't decide. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, now his, his, his backstory is one of those things like, well especially maybe there's a little bit of a sensitivity to it right now because it was a uh, he, he botched a vaccine was why he got yeah um you know, kind anthrax. of disgraced yeah and yeah. um but And yeah it the, starts the, off as like a very serious thing and by the end of the story it gets kind of silly cuz they're describing you know people shitting their brains out or you know whatever
2: erectile dysfunction
0: yeah. i never i've never the seen the term side effects
2: yeah i've never seen the term erectile dysfunction described in a scene that has such a serious tone
1: yeah. well yeah like it's <laughs> you know like they, they called it the cane madness right um mm-hmm. but it's after they read this laundry list of just bizarre side effects <laughs> Um, that it's almost, like, dark comical, and then very mm. quickly the tone changes to, like, yeah, this is what they call it. But it's still a funny name. So, it... yeah. I mean, he even it, has that little thing.
2: line where he goes, like, well, nobody caught Anthrax, I can tell you that.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's it's a weird scene, and I agree. There's a couple of other parts in this movie that, like, they can't really make up their mind... Oh, what they're yeah. it, it, and really because the overall theme of the film feels to me at least so goofy, having yeah. anything marginally serious in it kind of feels out of place. Yeah, yeah,
0: and then I I got that watching it, and then um, and I, I think I even wrote down a couple of notes about kind of the tone tone not always working a hundred percent or the comedy not always like um, gelling with it. And then when I go and I read on Wikipedia that it was developed from a you know actually like science fiction horror script. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well Mm -hmm. they kept a few too many elements there. And it those are the moments that don't work is the stuff that's kind of probably left over from that original tone in the script. Right.
2: Because like, there's one scene speaking of like, and I was thinking about this when watching it, like the idea of like, Oh, if this wasn't a comedy, like this is just straight up horrifying. And that's the, um, and maybe I'm jumping ahead, but the scene where they, where they break back into the government facility um, um K- Ira Kane and 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 Harry Block. Uh, and they they're having a little spat in these suits with with when once they get caught oh, yeah. and this <laughs> weird needle mosquito fly finds its way into Orlando Jones's character's suit and into his skin and it's all played for laughs but you're seeing this thing crawl underneath the epidermis back and <laughs> yeah. forth and they're like no 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 and I'm just thinking that's painful. Like, mm-hmm. regardless of the whole joke about, hey, we're going to grab it in your colon, like, that thing is digging through shit. <laughs> like... Well,
1: yeah, oh, they, they totally play that. up. I mean, even with him yelling, there's a fly in my suit. Right. It's like <laughs> classic, you know, dad joke. Um, yeah. You know, so, but yeah, that that did feel like that could have easily been rewritten to be much more terrifying there's a few things in here like the the bizarre primate type aliens uh the nose chimp pretty creepy yeah so i guess that's kind of an interesting segue here um the effects though like how do you this you know there's practical effects and cgi in here which is pretty cool um Mm -hmm. how do you think they hold up
0: i think uh overall the effects in this movie hold up really well like it's one of the things that works well about it. This is uh and maybe it's just the bigger budget uh, CG movies from this era, but this is the second one in a row cuz I think Men in Black special effects in general held up very well. Um this one yeah, even the CG stuff there's not a whole lot of weaknesses like it actually like it looks better than uh, again, this is a repeat comment from Men in Black, but I feel like it's in the same category. This movie from 2001 looks better than some stuff from you know the 2010s that we have been talking yeah. about. Yeah. You know, so um, it, it sure I'm sure that has something to do with the budget and the, the the care that went into creating it, or the ability for them to create you know decent effects. But right, like um, it, practic- practicals are fantastic, but even the CG is pretty good. I mm-hmm.
2: I would say like it like to be fair, it doesn't blend as perfectly in some cases, but still I would, I, I agree that like, uh, by comparison, this is actually pretty damn good. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, uh, but they definitely had more CGI than practical when it came uh-huh. to certain things. Uh, whereas yeah. men in black, they relied, I think a little bit more on practical than some of the CG, you can tell like they were trying to limit it to certain situations. But, um, again, like, like with men in black, with this one, the design of the creatures like regardless of like uh i think they helped that transition like so regardless of if it's good or bad the designs are kind of for the most part very fun and funny uh, and if anything i kind of wish i remember in the movie i remember these things so fondly but rewatching watching the movie now realizing like huh you actually don't see a lot of these aliens as much as you think
1: <laughs> no yeah, and, i mean true you see more worms than anything else the flatworms, yeah, um, yeah, and I, that's one thing I did think was cool about it was you know it goes through like the the stages of, of life of evolution of life. You know, you start out with single celled and simple, multi-celled and then flatworms, and it just kind of keeps building. It's it's so it is fun in that aspect. Like there's there's stuff that it's why this... you know, I found the, the Wikipedia description like diverse and outlandish, and it's like actually they're all kind of based on things so, so
2: yeah joe pointed out like you know this this was part of his fuel for like part or mentioned during this process of you you know learning uh becoming a scientist and so forth i would say around this time with me seeing this this really got me interested in biology when in middle school and high school watching this movie like i really even to this day like well last thing i took was a biology 101 class but i really fucking loved biology and learning about like all this kind of shit and it makes Mm -hmm. me wonder about a different life now carrying on but no i mean
1: let me let me be clear there's it's not scientifically even hinting at accurate but it's just no (laughs) i mean the
2: way they find the selenium is just
0: oh Oh, it's just (laughs) under here on the periodic table that's how it works some yeah. guesswork, yeah. Just like, hey, you know, well, yeah. This, it, this whole that's... thing might, might be a simple a brain puzzle from an escape room, but you know, <laughs> exactly. This the, the movie <laughs> falls apart at the end. It does, yeah. Kind of, it doesn't. Oh, really it, it, it does. Everything. It falls apart in the way it doesn't make as much sense. But the ending's great. Like it, it actually, like <laughs> it's entertaining. Like yeah. it, 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 I don't. Oh, I don't yeah. think it. I don't think the movie actually falls apart at the end. The the logic might fall apart at the end. But yeah.
2: the logic's like we got to get through like, this faster. We they kind to throw wha-
0: that out of the window out the window at some point. But what did you think of the um the performances? though with like Duchovny,
1: Jones, Julianne Moore, it, um, William Scott.
0: Well, Duchovny as a
2: comedic role. This would be the first since like outside of F, uh fbi agent you know molder and yeah. x files mm-hmm. um but that i think that was that transition was kind of intentional on his part in his career and like i want people to see me outside of that so maybe like a comedy dealing with aliens is a good transition and now i, I think of him from like californication too yeah. you know uh, a yeah. sex-driven fucking main <laughs> character um but yeah what do you th- think yeah. eric
0: um, I think the cast is really, really good, uh, with the exception of um, Sean William Scott, who um, is fine. I think he's here because he was like the it boy of American comedies at the point. Like he had just done the American Pie two of the American yeah. Pie movies. Road he worked Trip. with Ivan Reitman yeah. on Road Trip, and that's so Ivan Reitman um, kind of handpicked him out of that project and said, you know, brought him into this one. I, I wonder if his character, uh, as he plays a wayne gray who's a who has aspirations to be a firefighter but has failed his firefighter's entrance exam and works at a country club uh inserting you know another film reitman has something to do with inserting a caddyshack like subplot that really doesn't make a whole lot of difference to this movie except for like one incident that happens at the country club
2: i but, i have i have a guilty pleasure to admit that i actually do kind of enjoy the Wayne Gray character and i don't know why I shouldn't for any reason, <laughs> but I actually do enjoy his presence in a weird way, because it's so different.
0: Yeah, here here's the thing about it, is that when I first saw this movie in 2001, I thought he was the funniest, most hilarious character in this movie. Now 38-year-old me looks back and like, this guy's kind of obnoxious, and he's not really pulling the funny stuff. Like, there's a couple <laughs> moments, don't get me wrong, but... Like you're, you're I really, him I really got the into other the other characters. <laughs> yeah. Point. I got into the banter between, you know, Orlando Jones and David Duchovny are great. Like they have yeah. a really good comic pairing in this movie and they, they work really well together. And he just, he actually kind of throws that off at times. Julianne Moore is fine. She's, I mean, name something Julianne Moore's in that, you know, she's not good, but she's not really the most, this is not like the most intense or important character she's feel like she's she's wasted in this yeah like yeah kind of reduced down
1: to a clumsy clumsy well she (laughs) chose to be a klutz
2: that was actually her yeah i was watching behind the scenes for this she she actually chose this because she too wanted to be like i she wanted to show that she can do comedic stuff outside of her serious Mm -hmm. roles so she was excited and actually chose like she she chose to be the klutz and as as a means to show her ability to be kind of uh humorous um which
1: is which is kind of odd because one of my favorite roles of hers actually is incredibly funny and that's as maude in the big lebowski yeah it's like the, the pretentious artist just cracks me up every time um but this one is just like and again, she's a she's a great actress and I just feel like a role like this I actually kinda and it, that's interesting that she made those decisions. It's like, okay, well, you know, that's her choice. It just mm-hmm. felt like it I don't think it landed as well. Uh because it was like slapstick forced slapstick, like we don't see it with all the with the other characters. Like she's the only one who's doing Pratt falls, literally. Yeah, and so it's I just kinda strange.
0: I don't want to sound pretentious because this movie is probably, you know, more up my alley than a lot of the stuff that she's in. But this almost sure. feels a little bit beneath her ability, like this role. Yeah. Like it's, you know, because I'm generally a pretty big fan of hers. Like I can't think of a whole lot. She's even movies that are my favorite movies. She's always great in them. So it's just. Um, yeah. 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 She's not just, bad. I just feel like she's kind of wasted. Like Right. Yeah. You know? They don't give her much to do. Yeah. Maybe that's part of the reason she wanted to have fun with the roles because she does. I mean, she does get much to that's do. That's true. Here, so. That's and true. it's a
2: it's a ripman right. film it's like why not um yeah. yeah but i feel like honestly and i don't think i'm going to be challenged here but i think Orlando jones honestly fucking is the main star of this whole
1: fucking film he's he, but I, I agree with it yeah he and like eric said he and uh the chemistry on film their banter mm-hmm. back and forth
0: is is worth it well now i'm sh- just shocked that I was the say not... two of them don't go on to do more either together or like yeah. become a little bigger, like leading people after. The, I don't know. I know. I know this movie didn't, you know, do the kind of box office yeah. they wanted, yeah. like a Martin and Lewis kind of thing.
2: Yeah. yeah, I would say like I think what it was the reason I kind of liked Wayne Gray is based on how Jones and Scott interacted because it was a okay. different dynamic, yeah. but because th- it still worked for me. Like the banter of like this, I'm gonna shoot this dude. Like yeah, I like the way that Orlando
0: stop. Jones is just totally dismissive. Like this guy is the stupidest person. Like I can't even like.
2: I think it's like when, this when... in the mall. Yeah. 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 You are embarrassing me. Please stop. I think we established that Kakal Kakal and Tookie Tuki aren't working. <laughs> well, just the way the
1: both you both Orlando Jones and Duchovny's. You know professor type characters like they have the burned out college professor characters
0: yeah Damn yeah perfect Between i was gonna i was like gonna more, ask if you
1: oh yeah like the one who like is focusing more on being the volleyball coach than yeah. teaching yeah. and and you know Decovney giving everybody a's because he just doesn't give a shit you know, oh, given the other right. two
2: at least C C pluses yeah, you, for like the worst sentences, cells are worst bad. Essays ever, cells my are uncle bad. lives in a cell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Has to read the same magazine every day. The end. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it there's well, even he even throws the little line out there when he's handing their tests back to them to his students, and he's like, I know it might be hard to believe that a college professor on a seventeen thousand dollar a year salary had the time to grade these, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like uh, yeah.
0: I was I was thinking that the depiction of uh, professorship in this might be a little or a little too real for you in it, a couple ways, but
1: well, and I especially liked the kind of um, you know. And again, I'm not saying any of this to, to bash community colleges whatsoever. I, I think they're fantastic institutions, and I, I liked how in this movie they're kind of shown how they're shit on mm-hmm. when when the military when Ted Levine you know, Buffalo Bill. Yeah, everybody's favorite yeah, was... serial killer. Um, you know, as, as this general who, you know, he's taking them. You know, they go to court about how he stole all their samples, and he's like, "Oh, the facilities at the community college were a joke." And the judge claps back, but they were fine when I went there." You know yeah. that that shows that mentality, and I like the, the little clapbacks to it. That was cool. Um, but but yeah, I think they both play their respective. These are believable characters in this particular period of time.
0: Jones gets cringy. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there's some stuff in there that certainly... (laughs) I feel like there's some humor in here that's dated even in 2001. Like, it was already cringy, but, yeah.
2: Like, the whole, like... The whole weird interacting with uh, the students. Or the one student who wants to be a beauty pageant. Or even worse, the fucking, like, human monitor in his computer. Those girls are 18. I'm sure they are. Mm-hmm. Was yeah. probably the worst. Like,
0: oh. yeah, there's a bunch of jokes about like, and and it, they <clears> joke <throat> about it like it's you know and, and it's t- it's done pretty lightly. But yeah, they joke around about the professor student thing, and then even in you know insinuate some like underage stuff. It's like, oh, uh, showers, ha, with ha, ha, his, you know, it's yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, showers with his volleyball team. But even the whole, in the first like scene when we meet him, him being very kind of um, flirtatious with. Uh, a student, And then finding out immediately after that, like, oh, he's the coach of the girls' volleyball team as well. Yeah. Like, putting those two things right together is kind of cringy all by itself. Like, it, taken apart from each other, that, that might be okay, but I don't know. Like, it's just like, oh, so now you're wanting us to, you're wanting us to, I think you're wanting us to be a little suspicious of him, and that's kind of weird. I, I think that's the point. They set up jokes about it throughout the entire movie. Yeah, Yeah, certainly from a modern perspective, it's like, yeah, I'm not sure. He's supposed to be the the lovable scummy
1: guy. Yeah, yeah. But that's
0: which I think is a thing of the past at this point. Like, I don't think we love we we don't love the scummy guy anymore. Like, it's uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, (laughs) and I I will say on a personal note, the way that you know the whole thing about like how are you a representative of the U S of the U S Geological Survey? and He's like, ah, I just did a thing online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is kind of all it takes to be a member of the USGS. There are no like agents for the USGS. Really, you can work for the USGS, um, but it just the the way that he like pretends like
0: it's some authority thing. Is yeah, I actually pretty funny. Wrote down that Joe's <laughs> gonna love all the USGS jokes in this movie. So <laughs> yeah, and it's like no, it's just it's it's like
1: it's an agency. They do things, but it's not like you have authority it's not like that <laughs> right. it's like you show up and tell the cops i'm here on official business well and
0: i feel like that joke was kind of tailor-made for people like yourself that understand that you know you can't you couldn't actually walk onto a, a scene of i guess not a crime scene but an incident and like claim i'm usgs i can
1: <laughs> right well and i think in a way they're they're kind of they're showing how much of a of a Doofus he is for doing that, yeah. but also oh, yeah, how yeah. stupid the cops are for going along with. It be yeah, like, oh, yep. it's technical, okay, you know. But if you think about it, a lot of the, and I do, I, I did enjoy this movie, and I still do, but a lot of those kind of jokes are kind of like low-hanging fruit, like they're yeah, pretty they simple, are. you know, like the oh, the college professor is flirting with the student yeah heard that one before and oh here's the guy who signs up for something online and now thinks it gives him authority yeah I've seen that before you
0: know all of these gags are kind of retreads. there is this movie has some incredibly funny moments in it however the one biggest like the big one of the biggest things it create or it commits is it has a very high ratio of jokes that don't work to the ones that do mm-hmm. um but don't get me wrong. There's still plenty that do. It, it's certainly funny. It just there's a lot of like attempts, and you could tell they're attempts at jokes. It's not like oh some of it's some of it lands and some of it doesn't. It's like they're it's almost like they're waiting for a laugh track that never shows up at a few points. It's like well that's not really that funny. So that's
1: <laughs> yeah um, yeah I agree. There are some great quick lines, and I have to wonder how many of those were ad libbed by this very good cast. Yeah, there's always First time for lubricant. So yeah
0: well even what, yeah, what
2: flavored ice cream would you want restricted. doesn't matter it's for my ass
1: or just just that whole like you should have seen that thing man you took it like a man that makes yeah. me laugh every time that
0: that whole scene is really good and i wonder if a lot of that is probably you know just orlando jones being yeah. you know do, do it uh adding to the scene but yeah that that scene's pretty pretty great there's i mean the uh I guess it's all the all the butthole scenes. I guess I should. Uh, There's uh, so much the, butthole jokes. So yeah, many. Yeah. The the end scene with the giant mutated um, uh, starfish looking creature that comes out after they napalm bomb the the uh, original site, causing the alien to is is this where we know, take mega replicate? But basically, they have to put a um, you know give the thing a head and shoulders. And yes, we're talking about the shampoo um a selenium enema <laughs> in its giant like sphincter like opening in the middle of uh so yeah lo- lots I mean, of butthole jokes there's but... a legit fart joke too
2: when they find it there
0: yeah we <laughs> uh, is this where we add
2: like an outer place line from john cena and the suicide squad who goes starfish that's code term for butthole right because i'm like yeah <laughs> it is an evolution <laughs> it yeah, is
1: it kind of felt like it yeah, there, there. This, that's what I was saying earlier. Like, it kind of falls apart. Is this, this tries to have some pretty clever humor, even though some of it falls flat and some of the gags are just rehashed. But it keeps trying with throwing these kind of smarter gags, and then yeah, at the end they're just like, you know what, fuck it, big worm with a butt, with a yeah, So <laughs> and and somebody's getting sucked up into it, and there's going to be fart jokes, and then Dan Aykroyd shows up, and you know. <laughs> so it's just buttholes everywhere and you know um (laughs) sorry
0: yeah no i i love that dan Aykroyd shows up i also think the ending is yeah it doesn't it's kind of one of those obvious like where's the movie gonna go oh it's gonna go to giant monster thing and and i think that's built very well throughout this i was actually really surprised to find out it wasn't the way they were originally going to end the film oh yeah originally they were going they were going to evolve into like ultra intelligent like humanoid type um species in the the like community college crew is going to have a battle of wits with this ultra intelligent um group of i don't know it's but like they decided Uh, like that's not exciting enough for the climax of the film and i don't know whether you know not having seen what they had in mind i'm not sure if i agree with that or not but we got but butthole starfish instead of that ending
2: so Hmm. um there is an alternative ending to this that was actually filmed
0: oh yeah 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 um i have a dvd sitting here and i haven't even uh, checked that out so i
2: decided to venture i'm like why not and uh it's interesting so it ends how it ends you know when when giving her the old cane madness and they shut the door oh yeah and you know how in the in the three uh theatrical run it's you know they show harry ira and wayne promoting a head and shoulders cart uh commercial which always like this is weird and out of of place we're ready to believe you yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. but um what the first thing that they filmed they showed it to one uh one test group and it it was they were confused the group was and they decided not to go forth with it and what it was is, it takes place eight months later. Uh, you see, uh, uh, Allison Reed, uh, uh, Julie Moore's character, uh, walk out pregnant, telling uh, her uh, t- telling Kane like, you know, things are going great. Doctor comes up, says like. So, we're seeing, like, you know, the the DNA tests are, are weird. Do you have anything... To, do you think that this has maybe something to do with that whole alien business that you guys were involved with? And they're like, yeah, most likely. And then they walk into this room, and you see... You see Orlando Jones' character with a fat ass. And he's going <laughs> through labor. <laughs> uh, and he's just screaming... Like, my ankles are swollen. I've been carrying this thing for eight months. And Julianne Moore's character is like, oh, honey, sweetie, I understand. And it's very interesting where they, they went with it. And you think that's the... And he pulls out the... the once again, they pull out the same, like, forceps or whatever. they're like, we're going to have to grab it out. <laughs> and then this woman, this nurse comes in with, like, a caca on full of lubricant. And then he screams and wakes from his bed. A uh, uh, um, uh, block block wakes up from his bed and he goes. Oh, oh, so
0: it's a, it's a dream yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And
2: then he gets up and goes to the bathroom, and as he's walking, it's just a fat ass. <laughs> and then that's how the movie ended. And I'm like thinking, like, okay, I can kind of get how that's a little confusing. However i would have preferred it over the weird ass fucking head and shoulders commercial in the end honestly uh it 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 was funny it is a gag that out of like uh but he wanted to go like a weird twilight zone ending so that was funny to me that that's yeah Yeah, i i I,
1: I think yeah the ending just kind of ends um it, it does end yeah. really abruptly. Like, there's like, oh yeah, you blew everything up, and Dan Aykroyd gives a speech, and Julianne Moore and David Duchovny go off to screw, it. and that's the end of the movie. And then here's yeah. this weird like, head and shoulders
0: commercial gag. Right. Yeah, so, which is definitely a Ghostbusters homage. Like, there's there's two or three like solid Ghostbusters homages, and that's basically the same commercial. They even yeah. like talk the same way, and it's staged the same way, and yeah, yeah. So
1: well, and and now that we've kind of discussed both of these films and i mean ryan this was a cool topic to bring up so you know kudos for you it's a weird one i but it it is the thing it brings up up, and i i'm not going to go into anything about the new ghostbusters film but that first movie obviously you know created like a cultural phenomenon and now here you have ivan reitman pretty much trying to do it again Yeah, and it doesn't really work the same way and again, it's an enjoyable, yeah, especially with audiences. You know. It does
0: not connect. It, it like didn't.
1: I mean, there, there. It's got some funny gags, but Eric, I totally agree. Like what you said, half of these jokes don't land. Um, yeah. The effects are, are good. They're as good, and they probably hold up just as well as they would have. Like the equivalent of the the effects in the first Ghostbusters film. You know, um, they they kind of work for their times, and they work later. So it's a well made film. Mm-hmm. But what does this kind of say about, as we are seeing, and we, we bring this up a lot on the show, about this whole, like, nostalgia, everything old is new again. You know, Star Wars and Batman and Ghostbusters and Predator and you, you name it, you know, Jurassic Park, everything from the 80s and 90s is now being remade. So this is almost like one of those early attempts. Um, what does this really say about Ghostbusters the fact that they tried to essentially the same people tried to essentially you know make a new generation version type in 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 theme, and it kind
0: of fell flat. Well, I think it says two things, and we've talked about these two things many times before, and that's number one things uh, things come together in a certain way at a certain period of time, and whether you want to call it like the old you know cliche like lightning in a bottle. Um, call it fate. Trying call, call it, it luck, luck. Call, call it, it karma. I <laughs> 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 felt this like, yeah, for a reason. We, we know. <laughs> yes, um, but yeah, like just things happen for a reason, um, and trying to like grabbing onto that like after the fact and being like, oh, let's try to create the same thing is almost always going to backfire on you. And there's been a few rare, you know. And this is where that works, but most of the time it's not. It, usually the best continuations of things are when people add an additional element, you raise the stakes, you do something a little different with the idea, you don't try to create the same thing again. Like you um, grow it, right? That's yeah. what you're kind of saying. Right. Yeah. And the second thing is, the thing we've talked about with, especially with Star Wars a thousand times, is you cannot recreate the feeling of seeing Ghostbusters when you were a kid in 1984 or 7 or ninety. Whenever you first saw it, that cannot be recreated for you. That experience of seeing Star Wars in you know in a movie theater when you were a little kid cannot be recreated for you. No matter how hard somebody tries, it's not going to do that for you. And if it does, I mean, I I'm not sure I've ever talked to anybody who says that that experience can be recaptured. There could Although, be aspects,
1: but not the not the. We haven't
0: experience. for some reason fandom has the expectation that it should and could it should and can be, but I don't think it's actually possible. So. Yeah, I, I think setting out even from what Ivan have was a flawed idea from the get-go to try and make a modern-day successor to Ghostbusters, as he put it, and I think that held this movie back in a couple of ways. Um, it's probably the closest thing since Ghostbusters that that felt in the same vein that I've seen, even even you know the more recent Ghostbuster films. Um, and I haven't seen Afterlife, but uh, the the 2016 movie, um, which I am not a detractor of. I actually find, found mostly enjoyable. Um, but it's still missing kind of that, like, you know, something, whatever that magic was that worked for all of us. And most of that probably being that we were kids in the 80s and, and, and saw it, you know, when, at that age. But Right,
2: because I, I, I know people who saw it later in life going like, oh, this is not a good movie. Like, why do so many people like this? Like, And it's mm-hmm. usually like some of the humor is horribly dated uh, usually the misogynism but 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 yeah
1: i'm sorry go ahead go ahead oh so like you know what part of that is too is when when you think of any film i don't even have to talk about ghostbusters but you think of any any film um that or even any kind of media whether it's music or a video game or a book or whatever that grabs you at a certain time in your life one of the things that's going to help it you know Really attract to you is what else you've been exposed to at the time, and this rose above those. Yeah, right. That's not going to be the same forever. So yeah. absolutely, there's people that are going to watch Star Wars, Ghostbusters, Jurassic Park, and have a totally different experience later. They can appreciate it for what it is from like a historic perspective, maybe. Like, oh my God, this was a pop cultural thing. But that's something I feel like that's always missing. It's they're trying to recreate these experiences but they haven't but but you you i agree with Eric. you can't because you're not doing it on the same game table that that original version came out on you right. know there were other things around at the time to maybe maybe there was a need or there, there was a hole somewhere in that i almost want to call it an ecosystem right there was a hole in there that needed something to fill that niche and Ghostbusters did yeah. Star Wars did it it revolutionized maybe the way special effects were done or this was you know the the cast of the original Ghostbusters these weren't no-name actors these were people that had been in all sorts of different stuff they were well-known comedians but this was such an out there idea compared not only not only at the time
0: a science but, fiction comedy which i think was a thing that was maybe yeah. not new but was being reinvented yeah yeah Yeah. well
2: science fiction comedies they do they combine two elements right they have we we want with science fiction or the paranormal in the case for ghostbusters but it still meets that realm uh -hmm. you want something new and fantastic like a whole new world and universe that you like that's just so aesthetically and like uh alluring in so many ways um and and like you want you want more from it like with star wars and such for example or with ghostbusters like how the ghosts these are like the weirdest depictions of ghosts we've never yeah. seen afterwards yeah. that's one seen, of the
0: coolest things about ghostbusters i think actually is the right weird take on ghosts yeah and you have yeah, they're the like new, interdimensional the, beings or something yeah right and they you never have the... really say <laughs>
2: you have the aliens in men in black that do the same thing and not that like Mm -hmm. the weird kind of politics with it. if, if you get into that, it's kind of funny. Um, or the jokes at politics, but, um, and, and same with evolution where it's like these kind of like cool life forms that change rapidly within hours, like a whole fucking, um, whatever, like there's things to explore there. And then next to that, the comedy part, uh, if you get the right cast working together, in the right and dialogue, you can get anyone, whether or not they're science fiction fans or not, potentially into this film.
1: And I think that's the key, too, is the people that are involved in making it, and that being the cast, too. If you look at the original Ghostbusters, you've got people from Second City, uh, Saturday Night Live, National Lampoon, yeah, mm-hmm. director that has a history with making films that have this kind of quick wit humor, a cast that are all comedy writers um and then not to say anything negative against you know evolution in this aspect but let's be honest you've got mad tv kind of, you've got mad tv <laughs> yeah and, but but only one of the characters from that david dachovny is like trying to break out of his serious roles into comedy julianne yeah. morse trying to break out of serious roles into comedy <laughs> and Shaw william scott is no offense dude but kind of a flavor of the week comedy character He's yeah, kind of just being the same. A, a Jerry Lewis type character. Yeah, you know? he's a oh, more he's lovable a dude that was just like, uh, what's his name
2: from American Pie? Stiffler. Stiffler. Yeah. He's a more lovable <laughs> Stiffler. Still stupid, but yeah. you like the Stiffler. Yeah. yeah. So it's not as much not of a douchebag, but good. yeah.
1: But then we go back to like when we talked about Men in Black last week. I feel like Men in Black did did more of a Ghostbusters than Evolution, which is made yeah. by the same guy who made Ghostbusters. Yeah because with with the first time you see men in black it's like oh there's a world here yeah it's got that fun quirky element that it, it does and it it's it's so to me it's kind of interesting of the two movies that that you know we we picked for this the one that was was most like ghostbusters felt the least it did the least to rekindle that feeling
2: yeah it felt more like saying. an attempt to reignite something from the same creator, versus something yeah. that maybe was trying to be something new, but have some, like an outside observer who's like, oh, mm-hmm. let's add that what I like what I like about Ghostbusters, not somebody because it's different, right, from a person yeah. who's trying to emulate, because they don't they can have an understanding of why they like a thing and then try to implement that versus someone who created something and they're like. I think I know why people like it, but that is a different thing. There's a different thing between I know why I like what I like and how to recreate that versus I am trying to recreate what people like that I made the first time.
1: Well, and yeah, and I, I agree. I think they totally missed the mark. I think Ivan Reitman himself missed the mark with Evolution, and by trying to make it like Ghostbusters, he missed a vital thing, and that is the bat shittiness of Ghostbusters. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. the concept of some you know kind of like blue collar workers, they're ghost exterminators, mm-hmm. is so stupid <laughs> that it's hilarious. The concept of it is hilarious, and then you compare the two films that we've discussed. Wow. You've got one about well, there's actually a lot of weird people in America, who are actually aliens that are like here as refugees from other planets and the scary government agents they're actually not a government agency it's a group of people that like maintain them like they say in the movie, Casablanca with no Nazis versus <laughs> alien invasion except the aliens just grow fast no, Men in Black is totally more batshit yeah. Yeah, and that's what's lovable about
2: it well, because it's a whole other universe that's existed exactly. prior to you viewing it and you're just like with Will Smith's character you're entering it and you're, you're like there's so it. much yeah. to fucking learn but with this other movie, you're already learning it as it goes on. Whereas with yeah. Ghostbusters, that they had already
1: kind of figured it out.
2: Like like the yeah, they were like they were taking stuff that already existed like in the paranormal world. Right. And like so there's already like a pretense cuz you know you had Dan Aykroyd with the obsessions that he has with the paranormal paranormal and like um, so yeah. there's like we're making references to these things already, but with this movie, I mean the strongest bits for this movie is like the bio the biology bits. But even like that's it. We don't go yeah, even this further.
1: Is, this has a lot of good gags. It has Here's it's a collection of gags rather than girls. a a yeah. funny concept. And you know, likable characters. And like I said, the performances are generally quite good, but. These aren't really likable characters. They're not like right. I wouldn't well, be
0: I, friends with Egon Spengler. Likable, you know? Yeah. I mean, well, right? I think lovable. to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to a certain extent, I think Ghostbusters had kind of the same like. Not all the characters are likable. I didn't realize that when I was a kid. I mm-hmm. I, I thought. I, it's, it's funny because i think all of us agreed with saw that as a kid thought peter benkman was just the funniest coolest character and then as an adult you're like oh he's not supposed to be oh, <laughs> like, yeah. kind not of at bitch. all like <laughs> and uh but um egon's where it's at yeah, yeah. I, I think you guys are absolutely right about
2: oh egon would have loved the fungus and molds missing. of evolution sorry
0: yeah <laughs> what was you, missing right? from this what was that kind of like bat shit um kind of approach to things because if you think about ghostbusters as a film it's a comic film made in the 1980s with a bunch of stars of comedy at the time but it's also a movie about like you said blue blue collar ghost exterminators uh battling an ancient babylonian god there's a giant marshmallow man that uh, kaiju type character like it is the craziest stuff that is like almost and i think that's what's endearing about it it's like somehow they got that made and somehow miraculously it works and you see dan akarod try for the rest of his career as a like director and writer try to kind of make oddball stuff like that work again and, he, and he's, he's got some great, like, quirky movies that... Are not, not really good quirky, but more, like, on the bad quirky side. And he never quite gets everything to gel that way again. And I think that was just a perfect, like, yeah. storm of things coming together. And trying to recreate it is futile because you're never going to do it. Well, it's just you know, and kinda... it's, like, it's you know, when, when, like when kids have those little toys
1: where it's, like, the bucket with the different shape holes in the top and they've got, like, the square block goes in the square hole and the star goes in it's got to fit into that it's you know it's got to you've got the the movie itself which has to have all of these things like you said that gel mm-hmm. it also has to just work at the time that it's released there it has to it's the perfect accident it, it, Yeah, it's yeah. like it when you really trip is. but you
2: actually end up doing something miraculous in that trip that you're like, I'll never be able to recreate what that is. And because of that, you can appreciate the moment for what it is.
1: But but look at, you know, like we've had Ghostbusters, right? Which had one sequel, which was like, yeah, they kind of did the same thing all over again, but it's fine. It wasn't bad, right? Nobody yeah. complains about it. They just say it was like nothing new. Right. They did this, the 16 one, which, of course, people pissed on for different reasons, but was actually not a bad film.
0: And then the they actually one, tried something new there. The, I mean, credit credit right. words do, but but yeah. the f- and then i mean the reason the that
2: that movie kind of i think the weaker parts of it was it trying to recreate some of the familiar mm-hmm. elements and not yep. giving in fully yep.
1: not letting to it be its own thing they're new yeah yeah but i think they, they did a f- they try to do a good job of balancing it because you yeah. have to have some throwbacks you know i get that but you know, and then the new one has been it has been very successful. So there's something, there's a legacy there. There was a very successful couple of cartoon series and toy lines, and every, it was on every backpack and lunchbox in the '80s. You know, it was a big thing. Um, it, it made Ray Park Junior have a career. Um, you know, but and then you look at Men in Black, for better or worse, they've they've had, you know, what four movies and a, a short-lived cartoon series. But still, it's a a film that's what the first one was made, what, we said 97? And they just came out with another one a couple years ago. So, yeah, they've continued to churn out men in black movies. I believe she
0: got a short-lived cartoon series, but that's... uh,
1: That's it. And it was very short-lived with no sequels because nobody really cared. And so, you know, I think that really says something about what came out at the time for it to work it's almost like if if and we can see this you know with the film we're discussing tonight as an example where if it just doesn't fit in that kind of environment at the time it just kind of goes extinct that's the concept of evolution yeah, yeah. yeah. so there it is
0: it's you know yeah
1: we, we yeah it just Ghostbusters wasn't and men in black were naturally selected and they worked
0: and this wasn't, you know, far enough off the mark of things we were seeing in cinema at the time. Like it was, it was actually a comedy version of the same kind of movies we were seeing. So it wasn't yeah. something new. They didn't kind of push the envelope on the. They tried to push the envelope on the humor side of things, and not on, you know, kind of creating a new universe. Not that that. Not that the, the alien creatures in this aren't cool and and uh, interesting, but I feel like they. You know, they really could have made something a little weirder and more unique. Maybe it would have stuck a little bit more. But then again, well, maybe not.
2: But well, the humor was definitely like for 2001 and shit. From what I very oh, yeah. strongly remember, the yeah. humor was adequate for it's that dated. time. Was yeah. was very much for that time. Much like Ghostbusters for the 80s, mid 80s was very much of its time. Uh, but you know, if we're doing the comparison to the Men in Black, which we are, with a compare with Men in Black, like it's the funniest parts is just the dialogue between the two main characters and like just the way they interact. And that not to say there aren't some parts that didn't time so well, but mainly not. mainly most of it is just that funny witty relationship and dialogue. I was so
0: pleasantly surprised by the fact that men in black did not feel as dated as everything else that we've been talking about. Like it's, it's weirdly kind of timeless. Like it didn't have a lot of dated humor, but yeah, yeah
1: well and i think you know we we also talked a little bit about other films that we could have thrown in here and i don't want to go into you know a lot of detail on them, but um one one franchise that popped up in some of our conversations was the hellboy films mm-hmm. which of course came from very successful comic book and yet not a it kind of made dark horse comics really you know if you think about it um it's, you well, know, that, we got Marvel that's... and DC comics, and then Dark Horse is this kind of like underdog thing, but that was a big one for Dark Horse. And they did two films with Ron Perlman. There's a couple of animated films. Um, and then there was the, the, the reboot that they did. Um, uh, but still, it's, it's a character that is known. There's, you know, people liked them. There, people have demanded, like, demanded, but, they, you know, petitioned for a third Ron Perlman, Guillermo del Toro film. Um, Yet another one where it it's just crazy enough to be interesting and successful and it worked fairly well.
2: Well, it's like, if you look at yeah. these worlds, like with the ghosts from Ghostbusters, the, the aliens from both Evolution and Men in Black, and uh, since you brought up the Hellboy looking at uh, that as well, there's a blend of cartoonish but in such a, a one, what, what make kind of like when, when like a child's imagination, like how wild and crazy, like let's add weird arms to this thing for no fucking reason, but it's done in such a way that's just like, Oh my God, I want more. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's once it's, yeah, it's one of those, um, you find an aesthetic, a world, uh, that, that just, it just, it feels like a mutation of the familiar uh-huh. in such new ways that you want to just keep exploring it. Um, and I think it appeals like to that when, so like, you know, when you're a kid, like in ghostbusters or like in evolution, cause like I was a kid by all fucking definition. I watched the cartoon. Um, it hits that point. Um, same with men in black and Hellboy, but, um, and then as an adult, can an adult like it is, does this thing strike at the adult as well? Does it strike that part of the brain of the adult that may or may not still exist? And like, maybe that's why an adult might invest into this. It's like, yes, this, this reminds me of a thing, but it's a mutation of the familiar that I want to explore. And if you can do that, then you Hmm. capture an older audience and a younger audience, and you're able to extend the life of a franchise. Um, well, I mean, yeah, you know, but
1: why do you think? And not even a franchise, but just like an interest. I mean, why do you think? Not,
2: well, you allow it to become potentially become a franchise.
1: Well, yeah, what, but yeah. I'm saying even beyond like film, and so yeah. like, why do you think fossils and dinosaurs are so popular and always right. happen, even outside of movies, because they're weird monsters, but they're vaguely familiar to things we have alive today. And they kind of still yeah. change. And they still like there's a lot of different ones, and it's like mm. collect them all. It's, it's that's a, a thing, you know. Like the the interest, I think, in monsters and aliens and creatures and stuff. It, it just kind of it's because it, it, there's it's like the whole Pokemon thing, right? You want to collect them, you want to know about them, and know know not just know not just be aware of them, but know about them. And so, but you
2: can't like you right. there is no like. You can't know everything about them because there's so much mystery. Right. So that leaves that gap, that opening for the imagination to fill in. Like, what do dinosaurs look like? Do they have lips? Do they have feathers? We right. actually really don't
1: fucking know. <laughs> right. But in with, like, the ghosts and stuff like in Ghostbusters, we don't know yep. where they came from. Like, we don't know what they really are. Or, like, are these really, like, human spirits? Or, like, there's some weird... There's more you know, to flying it. Flying yeah. bat-looking things and there's <laughs> gods and, and shit. You, yeah, you yeah. have to get to a point I think where you're like laughing in the theater or laughing as you're watching this movie, just going, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah. yeah, and enjoying it. And I think you get that with Men in Black. You get that with Ghostbusters. And I think you do get that with Evolution. Yeah. But Evolution just, I don't know, it comes off. Of, I felt a little too much like like a carbon copy of what it was trying to do. It's like. I get you're going for that, but you could have hit it a little better. That you were just trying to rehash, the yeah. same thing. So, yeah,
0: you know. right down to there being a dog type creature in a closet. Yeah, at one point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's yeah. a lot. So, well, should we? Uh, I mean, we have kind of been doing it, but
1: should we get to some final thoughts and a grade for evolution?
0: Yeah, um, sure. Eric,
1: let's start with you.
0: Um. In general, even though we've talked for the last few minutes about kind of the detracting from it, in general, I think it's actually a pretty enjoyable movie. It's it's good, not great, like, throughout the jokes, when they land, are a pretty good. Um, like I said earlier, I think the ratio of jokes that land to the ones that don't is a bit too high um, in this movie to make it, like, a perfect comedy film, but um, balanced with great, good performances... Uh, you know, cool special effects, it's a fun sci-fi comedy, it's just not in the, like, you know for whatever reason, legendary status that something like Ghostbusters is, but then again, you know like we've discussed for the past 20 minutes, like trying to recreate that is is kind of a, a fool's errand to, to begin with, so there is lots of Ghostbusters stuff here, if that's up your alley to enjoy, um, even though it's not quite the uh, the film I think that one is, but um, and, it, and when it works, it works. I think the cast is good, it's got a funny script, uh, decent creature effects, um, lots of great, great science jokes. And we didn't talk like in specifics about that, but like actually fun, cheesy uh, science jokes, which you don't actually find well written science jokes in mainstream movies no. that often. So, the only other one I could think of is there are a couple of good ones in Lake Placid, but that's uh, <laughs> um, so. <laughs> because of recent uh, memories. <laughs> those know? yeah those are landed in between some like pretty like not funny sophomoric jokes here and there too so i think that's just maybe because it was made in 2001 and trying to tap into especially with adding Sean Williams Scott to this trying to tap into that american pie uh success of uh, that type of humor so um
2: i mean yeah I, to, but this is coming this is a director who also did animal house so yeah uh, yeah yeah for so sure it's like, yeah, he was yep
0: (laughs) yeah like he well yeah he helped invent it as well i think like uh, right yeah so anyway like i feel like maybe it's not quite an underappreciated classic but it is this is definitely if you've never seen evolution and this sounds up your alley it's definitely worth a watch it's it's a fun movie i couldn't mark it down too much even though it's not you know if, if its idea was it in you know from its creators to live up to ghostbusters it certainly does not but it's still a lot of fun i had a lot of fun rewatching it i've always kind of liked it i think i'm gonna land it like a b minus i can't go a whole lot lower than that just because of its sheer i don't know enjoyability but mm-hmm. it's certainly flawed <laughs> what do you yeah.
1: think right
0: um
2: it's gonna be this it's gonna be very, very much the same as Eric. Uh, I feel like we're gonna start having an echo chamber with this this round too. Um, but like, right, this like, you know, the humor was always gonna be on its way out. It is the actually kind of the Achilles heel of this funny enough. But in the same regard, also make it fun when it does, like, and that is mainly less about what the humor is. And more so the delivery of, honestly, mainly uh, Orlando Jones. But I mean, anyone who's a Mad TV fan knows how much of a powerhouse he is. Uh, and it's weird because he has probably the worst character morally in some aspects. Like, they, there's an intention there, like the whole weirdness that's aged poorly of a, you know perverted coach who may or may not be uh engaging with underage girls uh and but it's played as a joke much like a lot of the dark uh themes of this uh movie uh play everything as a joke you know and you know having a skin underneath your bug sorry let me rephrase that having a bug underneath your skin could be a horrific experience but played for laughs it's fine uh uh potential pedophilia not so much or grooming i suppose uh so but um but the alien creatures the special effects like that's so fun and it still sticks it's still memorable um watching Duchovny and Bloom together uh the other actors like I not as bothered really uh but it, it it's really their movie um so yeah it's it's I would give it a b um and that is because i am being nostalgic i do thoroughly enjoy this movie still i'm probably we're still occasionally throw this on in the studio when i'm working on stuff as i used to do when i was growing up um but yeah that's where i sit what about you joe uh
1: yeah i'm right up there with you guys this was one it is a fun movie i know we spent some time kind of saying how it's the lesser of, of some of the other movies we've talked about, but it's still very it's funny. It's a good
2: lesser. It is,
1: it is a good lesser. You know, for a lesser, yeah. it, it you could do worse. Yeah. Um, it is very funny. The, when the jokes land, they land really well. I did still laugh out loud to some of the parts in this. Um, and then others just kind of fall flat. The effects are pretty good. Uh, it, it has the Ivan Reitman feel to it, but... To me, this is a great example of of kind of what we were just talking about with with how sometimes when you know, look at movies that become cultural phenomenons, well, here we did the same thing, and it wasn't well. Why not? Well, because it just it wasn't out in the same time. It had other competition. There were yeah. other things going on when this one came out versus Ghostbusters, because Ghostbusters could have very well been just like this, like a yeah, that was funny, but it was kind of a flop. And it's just kind of the way things go with it, uh, but I feel like Men in Black did a little bit better. So uh, I'm actually going to land like a, just a mid-range B on this one too. It definitely is really funny. The performances are good. The effects are good. Some of the characters, not really sure what they're doing. Uh, the per- like the per- performers, I'm not really sure what they're doing. But whatever they are doing, it's it's entertainable. It's entertaining and enjoyable. So fine. Um, and. Yeah, it's, it's it's one that I'll, I'll keep in the rotation for what it is and not necessarily what it was trying to be. But I would love to hear, and I'm sure we all would, uh, what any of our listeners think of evolution. And what do you think of this kind of comparison we've been doing between Men in Black, Evolution, and Ghostbusters? And can you think of any other movies that kind of fit into this mold where... You know, like they were cultural phenomena, and somebody tried it again and it just didn't work right. Uh, we'd love to hear any of those uh, questions, comments, criticisms, or criticism. please send those to the Video Junkyard Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Video Junk Pod. You can find us on uh, Pinterest and Instagram and on the Video Junkyard Podcast page on Facebook. Uh, we would love to hear from you. If you write it, we'll read it, and we look forward to uh, seeing what you say.
0: One other place you can also find us is we are officially on Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash podcast. and uh, if you like what you hear, please consider giving a little bit back to, the, to help us put the show together. Got any uh, money? Any donations that are received go directly back into the show. There's some cool perks for uh, each level of donation. Um, either way, we're glad that you have chosen to uh, spend uh, some time with us this evening talking about evolution and hope you will come back to... Uh, Uh, Check out some of our other shows. Uh, We have, this is episode 191, I believe, if I'm correct about that. So lots of other episodes in the backlog to go check out. Uh, Check out the movies you've seen, movies you love, or maybe something you've been wanting to check out. Um, And coming up, uh, more great stuff. We're going to check out a couple of holiday-themed slasher films, My Bloody Valentine, April Fool's Day. And then we're going to jump right back into the science, uh, 80s science... um, Of comedies necessarily, but we're going to look at Inner Space and My Science Project coming up as well. So, um, followed by, of course, much or much more good stuff uh, to come on the Video Junkier podcast. I hope you consider joining us again.
1: We want to thank you for listening and feel free to share around with your friends, family, and neighbors. And until next time, this is the Video Junkier podcast. And I'm Joe Peterson.
0: I'm Eric Branson. And I'm Ryan Sayas
2: saying, no matter how bad it gets, remember,
0: you have been listening to the video junkyard podcast i do wish we could chat longer but i'm having an old friend for dinner. you just can't let them go
2: go stay on the road
0: him, we want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash Video Junkyard Podcast, on Twitter at Video Junk Pod, and on Instagram as Video Junkyard Podcast. All one word. Want to thank you again for listening and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the Video Junkyard.